We have heard from the chapter 13. We have heard from chapter 12. And according to these chapters, the chapter 12 was the divine calling of Abraham and his family and his, and, and his descendant, him, only him. He was to separate himself from his family and everybody that he's related to. But, but, but if you notice that he did leave, but he went with Lot. And Lot is part of his family. So when he went with Lot on, verse th on, on chapter 13, it's talking about now when he really told Lot to separate himself because of some kind of a problem in a camp. And sometimes problems is not always bad. Okay. Can we say amen? amen. Sometimes God is trying to, to give you something. And he's going to rub you the wrong way and just to make sure that you really, really want it. Really, really want it, right? <laughs> Amen. And if you really, really want it, he's going to not only make you go through it, but he's going to help you get to it. Amen. Can we say amen? So, so, so here, Abraham, when the, when, the, when, the, when the problem got started, Abraham told Lot, you know what? Let's not have a problem here. Let's separate ourselves, okay? And then if you notice on, um, I'm just trying to recap before we go to go, because chapter 14 will be, uh, will be very quick. Amen. If you look at, uh, at, at verse uh, 8 on, um, on number 13, it says, And Abram said to Lot, Let there be no strife. I pray thee between me and thee, and between thy herdsman and between my herdsman and thy herdsman, for we are brethren. Okay, now we go down to verse level eleven, and then 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 Lot when he gave him the choose about the land, Lot saw a well. Kept land with water, everything that was there. It looked so beautiful. It's like uh, L.A. looking at Hawaii, you know. And Hawaii is very beautiful. I've been there. <laughs> okay, so sometimes the decisions we make in life is going to steer the course of our lives. And if you make the right decision, it's going to steer you to where God wants you. If you make the wrong decision, uh, you're going to see the judgment of God on you because God don't want you to take that path. So he's trying to redirect you. Okay? So here, finally, when he, Abraham, when Abram said, when Abram said to Lot, we've we, we got to separate. Right after that separation took place, look at verse 14. It says, And the Lord said unto Abram, after that Lot was separated from him, Lift now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art northward, southward, eastward, westward. Okay, now God is renewing the promise to Abraham. Because why? Sometimes, sometimes, amen, hallelujah. Sometimes.
We can get rid of a lot of things in our life, but still hold on to one. Sometimes we give up gossiping, we give up cheating, we give up lying, we give, but yet we are still lusting. There are things in our lives that need to be separated from you. If you are called a child of the light, then that means everything you do and is seen by man for God to get the glory, not you or me. So when you live in the light, you must learn how to shine in that moment. And the only way that God's going to fulfill his message in you, we need to separate all. Not 99%, not 99 and a half, not 99 and a quarter, no, 100%. Let go. And, and you'll see what God can do for you. So here now, okay, here now that, that, that now God is renewing the, the promise. And, and remember, this was not just a, a foresight just for that time. This was a foresight for, from then to now. We are called Abraham, Abraham's seed. We, through who? Through Christ. Okay, so I, I, I always ask to, for you to, to put emphasis on that seed. On the seed here in the, in the book of Genesis that goes all the way to materialize through Jesus Christ, who is our Savior. Now let us go to... 14. If you can go there, please. I was going <laughs> to I was going to cheat and have somebody come up here and read. <laughs> but I'm going to give it a shot, okay? Alright, here. And it came to pass in the days of M M M M Shafar R R S Arseph, king of Shinar, and uh, Iraq, king of Elisar, uh, Sedomar, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of nation, that these made war with with Pharaoh. With King of Saddam with, with, with Brisa, King of Gomorrah, Shanab, King of Amad, and Sham, Shamber, King of Seboyim, and the King of Baal with his sword. All these were joined together in the vale of Sadim, which is the South Sea. Twelve years they served um, Jestamar, and in the thirteenth year they rebelled. In the fourteenth year came <coughs> Chadamar and the king that were with him and smote the... <coughs> The Rifa Rifem in Asta Carnium and and Susim in Ham and Emins in 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 Shiv Korea Korea Thim and to 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 Horites in their mountain Sarai. So 
unto Ephraim, which is by the wilderness. And they returned and came to Anmesphat, which is Kadesh, and smote them, and smote all the country of Amalek, and also Amorites that dwelled in Shashon Tamar. And there went out the king of Sodom and the king of Gomorrah and the king of Amad and the king of Sheboyim, Amad, Amad and the king of Sheboyim and the king of Bela, the same is Saul. And they joined battle with them in the vale of Saddam, with Cheslamar, the king of Elam, with, uh, with Tidal, king of nation, and <coughs> Amraphet, king of Shinar, and uh, Ariok, king of Elazar, four kings with five. So this is like four kings going against five or five kings going against four. These are all countries. Amen. And the veil of the veil, the veil of Saddam was for the was full of slime pits. Now I know what you guys I know what that looked like, and it's not it's not really something good to look on. And the king of Saddam and Gomorrah fled and fell there, and they that remained fled to the mountains. 11, and they took all the gods of Saddam, I mean of Solomon and Gomorrah, and their uh, victuals, and went their way. And they took Lot, Abraham's brother's son, who dwelt in Saddam, in Saddam and God, and goods, and departed. So here, they took all the people, all the goods, and everything that was there. So they took them. Okay, now, remember, when we make the right decision, we don't have to deal with this. But when we make the wrong decisions, this is what we're going to have to go through. And I know sometimes we blame God for a lot of things. But the thing is that we need to look at ourselves and see why did we get ourselves in that situation. And sometimes life is a matter of choice. When you wake up in the morning, do you choose to be happy or you choose to be mad? Do you choose the love or do you choose the hate? I mean, do you choose the life you came from or the life that you now experience? So we need to understand all these, all these, all these things in our lives. So if there is something that you are going through right now, maybe it's just you're almost there. But yet, you are still uh, uh, um, dragging your feet, be your feet because you, you don't actually know exactly what God is trying to do to you. But the thing what we need to understand is just to be still and pray about it, and God will reveal himself to you. I guarantee you. If God can talk to me in the spirit, he can talk to you as well. And the only reason why I know God talks to me is because I read his word. Because the only way you can know God is to know the will of God. What is his will for your life? Did he just, did he just make you because 
you, 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 uh, you're special? No. He made you because there is a purpose of why he made you. He didn't make anybody with any lesser than anyone else. But all of us were called by God. And that's why he made us. So now, we go to verse 13. Verse 13. And there came one that had escaped and told Abram, the Hebrew. For he dwelt in the plain of Moab and Amorites, brother of Ashkel, and brother of Anar. And these <laughs> were confederated with Abram. So these are the guys that they join Abraham in doing the things that they need to do to rescue Lot. And when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his uh, trained servants, born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. Now, it's very important. The reason why, when you see that trained man's in his own house, it's very important that we train our family, our sons, our daughters, our husbands, our wife for the same thing. We need to train them on how to do God's work. Amen? Here in this church, we have disciples. I mean, we have a disciple class. We have um, new beginning class. We have membership class. We have, we have a lot of stuff going on here. So wherever you think that you can be used, we have a school. We, you know, so wherever you think that God is calling you, if you love kids, the school is where you should be, or the youth. If you love to pray, you should be over here. If you love to help people, you should be with me. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. Amen. Okay. Because it's not fun to run a homeless ministry. And I tell a lot of people that comes, don't let it be just a, a, a thing that you're trying to you know, uh, 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 to show that you're doing something. Let it be something that was driven from your heart. Because when you come, you bring substance. But if you come with no purpose, then you, you're just a, a dead weight for the team. Yeah, like a deadbeat father, right? Make babies but don't know how to take care of them. You know? So, so we, we have to understand that wherever we are called, you remember the only way you can get can achieve that calling is to be in the Bible, to be in the will of God. And when you get in the will of God, God will choose a field for you. Amen. Can we say amen? See, some of us don't want to don't want God to choose for us. We want to choose for ourselves. You see, but the problem is with that is that we ain't did nothing to do anything to help anybody and to raise the dead or any. We ain't did nothing. All we did is just to enjoy the luxury of peace and joy in God. Hallelujah. Let them see that in us. Let them see the love and the passion that you have, the grace and the mercy of God. Stop judging. Stop pushing people away. You know, welcome. Welcome in the house of God. Can we say amen? Amen. So, verse 14. And when Abram heard that his brother was taken <laughs> captive, 
He armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318, <laughs> and pursued them unto Dan. And he divided himself against them, he and his servants, by night, and smote them, and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. Now, when Abraham was, when, when he went with these, these other guys, there was like a couple of groups. But Abraham separated himself from them, and then he went and pursued them, and he did it by night. Okay? And by night, everybody should be home. So he went, and he conquered it. And then, verse 16, and he brought back all the goods. And also brought, against, brought again his brother Lot and his goods and the woman also and the people. You see, everything came back. And you know what? They probably came back with more than what they, than, than what they have stolen, than what was stolen from them. You see, um, our God is a God of provision. His name is Jehovah Jireh. You see, when you go through problems, I want you to understand the God that you serve is bigger than your problems. And though you may not see the end of the tunnel, just be faithful enough just to keep walking. It's a matter of time when God will make you see it, and, but, but in his time, not your time, not my time. Some of us want to be a leader and want to run and want to run everybody. No, no, no. First, you got to have grace, and you have to have mercy. Mercy what? To look at the people and say, okay, come on in. I accept you for what you are because God accepts me for who I am. Can we say amen? Let us not look at people like they are, you know, because they're not going to church, they're not being a Christian. You know, let's not look at them and think that we're better than them. No, 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 no. It just means that we have a lot of work to do, that we have a lot of people to save, and we have a lot of people to tell about Jesus Christ. There are people, I, 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 I bet you there are some people around this area that don't even know who Jesus is. Hallelujah. You talk about Jesus, people flee. I don't know why. I'm like, man, <laughs> I'm trying to give you some, a glass of water and you don't want to drink it. I'm trying to give you some food. You don't want to eat it. Amen. Yeah. No, no. Listen, brothers and sisters tonight, my mission at Benicia family, if we're ever going to get somewhere, we need to be real with God. And don't, when you pray, don't try to Make a shrine or put a statue. No, just in your car. Father, ha, you got me up today and I'm going to be the best person for you. I'm going to witness for you. Whatever, whoever you set in my path that for this day for me to witness to, Lord, help me to identify so I can do it right. But listen, don't do it while you're supposed to be working. When you work for a company, give them your time. Don't, don't be trying to this work because you're trying to ministry. <laughs> Amen. I know I had a brother that we worked together. I was working for Kanaka Minota. And we, we had a brother that worked. And he told me 
you know, God don't want me to work. And I would say, are you serious? Because he, he, he said he was a Christian, too. And he said, are you, I said, are you serious? He said, so what did God tell you? He said, I need to be a ministry, a minister, right? Minister. And so I said, well, why aren't you going? And he said, but I need the money. <laughs> I said, like, if you hear that call, you're going to put, put the money over the call? Amen. Listen, listen for all of us. Do not use the excuse that you are a Christian and you're out there witnessing when you're supposed to be working. Yeah, I'm serious. Amen. Can we say amen? Yeah. That's like you taking care of somebody else's family and your family needs you there. You know? So we need to understand that whatever God has for us, he's going to give it to us. A divine calling is on your life. God wants to use you. There's a lot of people that are lost in need of a savior. And that's our job. We are the arms, the mouthpiece, and the feet of Jesus Christ. We must reach out to those who are down in their luck. And there's a lot of people. Man, this world is going crazy, man. Yeah, I see things, man. I don't even want to watch TV no more. Every time I see something, there's always something never, never, never good. Everything bad is coming up. You know, so I'm, I'm like, I look back at the days of Noah. You guys remember the scripture say, it'll be like the days of Noah's when the Lord comes. Everybody will be lover of money, lover of uh, other, you know, disrespectful to parents. No, no respect for authorities. And that's what's happening today. Everybody, they'll step on you just to get ahead of you. Come on now. Can we say amen? So, here in this story about Lot and Abraham, we should learn a few things. That if you are saved, you are a prince or a princess. Okay? And when you hold those titles, then you should be about what Jesus said to the, to the Pharisees and Sadducees and all those, all them C's. <laughs> Amen. He said, I am here about my father's business. When they were looking for him, where did they find him? In a temple. Teaching all these guys with scholarships and with, with, with degrees. And 12 year old, and he's teaching these guys. <clears throat> Listen, whatever you have to say to somebody that you feel the urge to say, that's actually God telling you to say it. Amen. See, some people say, you can't just say anything. Well, if Joseph never opened his mouth, he'd never fulfill God's promise in him. Right? Who's the, who, who among us are brothers and have the youngest brother among us come and tell us, hey, you guys going to bow down to me one day. <laughs> you, you know what? Are you smoking, man? Where do you get that? You know? <laughs> Amen. We need to understand that God got our back. What was that saying? When we had a meeting, God's got it. Whatever you want, he's got it. Hallelujah. Amen. Where we at? 17? All right, 17. And the king of Sodom went out and meet him after his return. Or they're coming back from the battle. <clears throat> from the slaughter of the Chadamar and of the king that were with him at the valley of shade, which is 
the king Dale. And Mel Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High. Now, I, I heard a lot of people, pa pastors and, and professors, and they say that this is actually Christ. I, I will not endorse that until I know it myself. And I will not, unless Pastor maybe can uh, expound on it later, or maybe even tonight. But Melchizedek was a high priest of the Most High. He came and to give to give Abraham some provision. All right, and then verse nine, verse nineteen, and he blessed him and said. Blessed be Abram, for the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God, which has delivered thine enemies unto thy hands. And he gave him tithes of all. So, if I give, if I give Pastor Joss my tithing, it does not make Joss God. Amen. So I'm just saying this because I I wanna I don't want us to to go confused. Who's Melchizedek? Okay. So, but some somehow some people have information that this is actually Christ. But I I I I kind of I kind of just I need to know for sure before I can say that to you. Amen. So. For us that are not tithing, this is Wednesday, huh? Okay. Now, <laughs> amen. For us that are not tithing, you are not investing in God's kingdom. Meaning what? We are the kingdom of God. We need to invest in order for us to make this kingdom larger. Amen. If the doors are open, it's because we're tithing. If the light comes on because we're tithing, or, you know, if, it, 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 you know, so, so we need to understand, it, it takes money to do this. And it, it's very, I, I don't know about pastor, but for me, every time the church is short on the rent, I'm stressing out. And I say, okay, I got to give up my cash. You know, so, but if we were to do the right thing, I don't want our pastor to carry that load on himself. So when we, you, you look at the things that we've done on our facilities, it takes money to do these things. And this is where your tithing is going. Your tithing is also going to feed other people. Amen. Can we say amen? So um, let's go to verse 22. Oh, no, no, 20. And bless the most high God, which has delivered thine enemy unto thy hand, and he gave him tithes of all. 21. And the king of Sodom said unto Abram, Give me the person and take the goods to yourself. I want to stop there a little bit. Sometime there are people that come here and 
preach, but their interior motive is to get money from us. Sometimes there are people doing the, supposedly doing the will of God, but their aim is to get money from you. Okay? And the only way we're going to know and identify these stuff is only if we know the will of God. I go back to the word. Because let me tell you something. You know what I say to you don't stick. What pastors may say to you, I hope it half stick. <laughs> but, but the word, it will stick, man. Yeah, you were meditated upon it. Remember, remember uh, Psalms 1? Blessed is the man who do not walk in the, what? The counsel of, uh, right? Nor sits in the seat of the scornful. See, so we know where we stand. Amen. So, verse 22. Verse 22. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from, from a... a from a thread even to the shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou should have said, I have made Abram rich. Amen. If we depend on God, God will take care of us. God sees our need. When you pray for others, God's got you. When you help others, God helps your family. You see, it goes like that. You help a little girl, God helps your daughter. You help somebody else, God helps your father, your wife. God helps your mother. Because why? Because you are being a blessing. Remember, he said, Abraham, I will make you a blessing. Our church should be a blessing. Can we say amen? We should be a blessing. And when we bless others, they will bless us. And God will bless those who support. His calling. So God will bless uh, Abraham. And he said, for those who curse you, I will curse. And that's why sometimes when I hear people talk about pastors, I say, you know what? Y'all need to chill. Because you know what? You're bringing the wrath of God on yourself. Yeah. See, uh, um, Though we like to keep it real and have fun, but nevertheless, God is an orderly God. He has ways of structure that if to keep the holiness of him, you know, but if we don't respect that, then we don't respect nothing. Okay, so here, here, here he says that I will take, he said he say he's not going to take nothing. Okay, and, and you know what? How many of us bring somebody to church and brag about it? Oh, if it wasn't for me, they wouldn't have been in church. If it wasn't, you know, yeah, they only come, they, they came because of me, you know? Yeah, and then after, after two, three weeks that you stopped giving them what they needed, and now they don't come back no more, and all of a sudden you already say, you know that. You know, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But, you know, so you start talking about them. Listen, how are you going to praise the person and how are you going to degrade them? You keep trying. 
But don't manipulate the person. Don't give them something so that they can come. No. Give them your love, your smile, your hug, your kiss, man. That's what you get them here. Yeah. Because if you're giving, if you start giving substance, you better have a lot of substance. <laughs> you better have something that lasts a whole year so they can come to church for the whole year. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, like I said, anybody is willing to give to Pastor Joss. Why? Because we know there's a blessing there. Okay. But how many of us give to the one at the 7-Eleven? Hey, uh, can you give me something to eat? <laughs> you know, so listen, don't give so you can get back. Give because you want that person to be helped. And in the same token, God is going to bless you, bless you, fill your pocket so you can keep on giving to the guys over there at 7-Eleven. <laughs> amen. Amen. Can we say amen? And then we can give over here. There's people that need our help out there. Like I go out there on Saturdays with the team. And I look at the way they are. You know, I'm serious, man. When I went out there, I was not going to touch somebody, anybody, because of the COVID and all that. But I've learned to pray as we go. And I say, Lord, you got this. If it's meant for me to get sick and die and come and see you, let it be. You know, so what I do is I shake their hand. They want a hug. They, man, I get, you know, I, I, it's, it's got to be real. It's got to be what you're going out there for. You don't go out there and stand on a distance and say, come get your food and back you up like this, man. Nah. <laughs> like, you know, come on, man. You know, if Jesus hang with the people who the, who, the, who the church didn't care about, who are we to eliminate ourselves from them? Jesus hang with the prostitute. Jesus hang with the thieves. Jesus hang with the, you know, the heathens. You know, and, and then here we are saying, oh, we're not supposed to. No, we are only supposed to hang with them in order for them to see the light, which is our attitude, that will bring glory to God. And they're going to say, man, I like that kind of Christian. They don't judge me. They don't say bad things about me. They give me food. Yeah. You know, so when we start doing that, this place should be filled every Sunday, every Wednesday. Hallelujah. There's somebody, your neighbor. Talk to your neighbor. I have a ministry up in uh, Ontario, which is with the homeless too. But I invite them at the house. And I cook for them. And, 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 and we cook and we have a little, you know, word. And then share the problems. And, and I'm telling you, the problem they share with me, oh my God. I sometimes have to say, you know what, let's pray about that one. Because I don't have an answer for you today. But we will. Amen. So, so we need, and then let's go to verse 24. That will wrap us up. And then I will give it to uh, Pastor Josh to maybe uh, add or take away or, <clears throat> and, then, <laughs> and then he can close us out tonight. I want you to know that I love all of you guys. And if you ever need help, don't hesitate to call me. Or pastor, 
all the pastors here in our church. We have some dynamite pastors here in our church. There are, there are people who's doing the mass meeting. There are people who's doing other stuff. Our pastors, please pray for us. Don't think that, that, that we don't need your prayer. No, we need your prayer. We need your prayer. We're a human being just like you. You know, we cry just like you. We laugh just like you. Amen. So let, let us be that one family. Let us serve in one accord, agreeing with the, the, um, the curriculum of what we're teaching here in our church. Everything is in order. Everything is well established. But now we need the laborers to labor. Can we say amen? Verse 24. Save only that which the young man have eaten, and the portion of the man which went with me. Anar, Askal, and Mam Mamor. Let them take their portion. This is like me, Pastor Joss, Mama Mo, and Stephanie. We went out on a battle, okay? I'm the leader. I'm, I'm Abram. So we went. When we came back, they wanted to pay me. But I said, nope, take care of the people right here. See, in, in Samoan, we have, a, we have a, chief, a chief system, meaning that the government cannot do anything in the land unless the chiefs agree. So the government has no power in Samoa because the land is the people's land. And who runs it? The chief. Okay? So the chief is always the last to take anything. And the chief always has a higher amount than everyone else. See, when we have a funeral, the chief calls each family. Okay, uh, you bring $1,000, $1,000, $1,000. So, so then we have to get this money, and then we have to go and, and, and uh, sub together with the family. And so we put in the money, and then he'll tell us every sibling that bought money. And then he adds his money, and then we go and then take the thing to help the family who is going through some kind of a um, problem. And it, it's the same thing here. Abraham knew God. Now Abraham's getting a little bit of confidence, huh? Remember when he came to Egypt? He told Sarai, hey, tell them you're my sister. They're going to kill me, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're going to kill me. But if you want me to live, tell them I I'm your brother. You know, like I said, it was the right. He had that right, but the reason why he said that was the wrong reason. Okay, so brothers and sisters, Tonight, if we can be people that humble themselves before the Lord and see God put our lives together, whatever you're going through tonight, whatever's going through at work, whatever you're going through personally, I want you to know that God, as he helped me throughout the years of my life, he can do the same for you. And I believe that God has a calling on your life. And I hope that I'll see some of you in our next summit of leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that uh, 
God loves you, and I love you the same way. May God continue to bless you.